0: Chipmunks are the smallest members of a squirrel family. They're found in most parts of North America and Asia. Fallen logs, tree stumps, piles of brush or rock provide good homes. Hi, stranger. Hey. Welcome back.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we're back. Fine. We're back. Four. Three two one <laughs> hello and welcome to another edition of the agency podcast Eugene here in Toronto
0: and Candy here in Chicago did you forget what we were doing the name of it <laughs> how you doing what did I say you went welcome to dot 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 <laughs> how's it going I was a dramatic pause It was a dramatic pause it made me nervous. <laughs> it's-
1: it's going fine uh east texas red and i got back from uh the woods uh oh, yesterday yeah. evening Great. and uh, had a good rest overnight so
0: good you're back, back and it seems regular... like you were gone for weeks and weeks and i mean a <laughs> long time 10 days or something so that was a long time
1: yeah yeah well do you want tell us to all tell all about,
0: you about it? it yeah i do big time
1: Well, of course, you know, but our listeners don't. Uh, A few days before we were scheduled to leave for Quetico, uh, East Texas Red got a call from Jordan at the Quetico office saying, I hate to tell you this, but the entire Quetico backcountry has been shut down due to forest fires. So that left us scrambling. Yeah, find a place. Um, Fortunately, uh, we were aware of another canoe route north of Quetico um, called Turtle River White Otter Lake, and the people at Quetico and the outfitter who's renting us the canoe both also recommended that route. So we decided that's what we would do.
0: Okay.
1: And this was a, let's call it a there and back route, which had a specific goal. And the goal was to visit a building called White Otter Castle. Now, there's no roads in there. It's in the middle of nowhere. And, well, I'll tell you the story. Back in 1913, a guy named Jimmy McEwitt, which is spelt M-C-O-U-A-T, weird, huh? Very. he decided he was going to build a castle in the woods. Okay. No, no one is certain why there's a couple (laughs) of stories. One is that he had met a woman who promised to come and be his bride, but she didn't show. Um, and he had built the castle for her. Um, the other is that when he was growing up in the Ottawa Valley, uh, one of his teachers said that, uh, you'll never do no good. You'll die in a shack. And he was, at 60 years old, he decided he wasn't going to die in a shack. He was going (laughs) to build a castle. So this is at the north end of a big lake called White Otter Lake. And this guy uh, single-handedly felled trees, um, winched them from the woods, hewed them square, built a block-and-tackle, and set it up to hoist these massive logs to build a three and a half story castle in the woods
0: Damn!
1: now when he wanted his supplies he would have to canoe 40 miles with six portages each way just to get supplies for his crazy castle and then uh, it was completed in, in 1915, and then in 1918, he was netting fish in front of the castle in White Otter Lake, and he drowned. And was found by some uh, park rangers. So we wanted to visit White Otter Castle, uh, which we which we did. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is very cool. It's kind of crazy, you know that that this guy built it. And the reason why it's still there and in good shape is there's an organization called the Friends of White Otter Castle. And in I think 1954, they rescued it from um, disintegration. And now this year, they've got a big grant, and they're sending crews in there to renovate it again. Um, And from our campsite, we went in early well, we were supposed to we were planning on going in the evening before but it was the wind was really blowing up and it was a crossing and we would have to cross um sideways to the swells and we didn't want to do that so we decided to wait till the next morning and we went in to see the castle at about six in the morning about nine in the morning a plane came in and that was a float plane and that was a oh. plane dropping off the crew who were working on fixing it up you talk to them um no because we were back in camp by that point okay so not only did we see white otter castle there's another historical peculiarity just to the north of it just around the next point in fact you could walk there and that is in 1940 the canadian government set up a pow camp on white otter lake and they set it up to house German prisoners, which were sent from the UK. But this particular POW camp didn't have guard towers and it didn't have barbed wire fences. All it had was isolation. In other words, if you think you can escape, good luck. Uh, And they employed these men um, logging the area. Um, to enrich the logging industry. And in 1940, they were there for 40 to 43. Um, Later, they were sent back to Britain. And after the war, many of the German prisoners came back and moved back to that area of of Northern Ontario, Northwest Ontario, and became loggers Mm. because... They liked the work, they liked the country, and the reports that I heard um, second or third hand were were that they were treated, Canadians treated prisoners very, very well at that time. Um, And they liked Canada, so they they came back and became loggers in the North. I don't know a percentage, but apparently quite a few. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, very unusual, huh? Very. So we saw a hermit's crazy castle and the remnants of a POW camp, which were really just chunks of old machinery and barrels Mm -hmm. and boilers and that kind of thing.
0: Oh, crazy. So, and then how many portages did you do? (laughs) We did 12
1: portages, six one way and six the other. Okay. And, um, Most were reasonable portages, even for out-of-shape 60-year-old guys. (laughs) One was really, really gnarly. It was only 80 meters, but it really showed me that um, after my injury to my knee, I really don't have the balance back that I had prior. And Mike ended up having to do – excuse me, East Texas Red ended up having to do – really the work on that portage because I didn't have the balance to achieve it. Right. Uh, and you know, there was no point in my, it was like a, a, a V shaped crack in the landscape with a, a rapids going mm. through it. And mm. it was very, very steep and very difficult to balance. Uh, so that was the one hard one.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the others were quite reasonable, but by reasonable, I just mean they were hard work. Um, how hard work? well, Uh, Today, when I put on a (laughs) pair of jeans with my usual belt, I had to go three holes.
0: Bigger or smaller? Well, I'm
1: I'm three holes smaller.
0: Yay, that's great. So you starved to death out there. (laughs) Uh, No, we ate a lot.
1: We ate a lot, but we burned a lot of calories. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I can see. And I see have it. lots of opportunity honest, for
1: loss too. And
0: to be in your, to be honest, before you self-deprecate, I, I actually really noticed that you looked a lot thinner in your face. There you go. Yeah, I can see it, and around around you, you look good. Um, you look so like you're relaxed.
1: It was it was it was work. It was fun. It was an adventure. Yeah. Uh, first night, we were so we'd set up a camp, and Mike camps in a tent, and I camp in a hammock.
0: Yes. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: um, which has the hammock has a it's an asymmetrical hammock um, so that you don't lie completely aligned with the two trees the hammock is attached to. You lie on a bit of an angle um, and it's flatter that way. And it has a bug screen attached to it that goes over um, a guy line that holds everything together. Um actually quite comfortable on your back, very, very comfortable, not for the claustrophobic, because you're really in a little cocoon.
0: What right? I affectionately like to call a bear taco. Or a bear t- taco. Could, <laughs> yes, you could say that.
1: Well, and that leads me to say that we were sitting around camp after setting it up. And I was sort of through a, a tiny thicket past where, where Mike was set up. And Mike said, Eugene, look, and I looked. And just after I looked, the bear that was just across the way took off back into the bush. And this is in a, well, we call it the river, Turtle River, which looks just like a narrow piece of lake. So imagine this bear was a football field away. Mm -hmm. Um, So the good thing is the bears there aren't aren't so habituated to people as they are in really busy campgrounds, for instance, or Algonquin Park uh, or even Quetico. Uh, so the, the bear left us alone. We did have bear spray, although I'm not sure just what you do. If the attack the bear comes attacking and you blind the bear with bear spray, <laughs> you better really make, make distance, right? Right. It's going right. to be
0: mighty upset with you. Yeah, I've often thought that too. How about a whistle that seems to, like, call them to you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you know the,
1: the bear that, that we encountered there stayed away from us. What was it, a black bear? Black bear, yeah. There's no grizzlies mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. um we saw uh moose tracks but no moose okay um chipmunks and squirrels around mm-hmm. every campsite uh and bald eagles oh we must have seen a dozen or more bald eagles i don't know oh, how many. wonderful um but every day we'd see them hunting we'd see them sitting in trees uh, that was really pretty spectacular Um, There wasn't a huge variety of bird life. There were ravens and crows and jays. Yeah. Whippoorwills at night and owls. Kingfishers. Any bats? We didn't see any bats, you know. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah.
1: And our campsites Um. ranged from really luxurious campsites. Like Mm -hmm. there was one uh, in which uh, some people... It was on White Otter Lake, which you can access with a boat and motor. And someone must have had a chainsaw, and they made chairs out of logs, and mm. a table. Nice, that is luxurious. A, a cooking counter. So wow. it was a really luxurious campsite wow. on a beach that was, you know, Caribbean quality beach. It was so gorgeous. Mm. God, good that's weather, fantastic. mostly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Swimming, fishing. Yeah, did some swimming. I uh, did some fishing. Got lots of fish, especially bass, and lots of bass and big bass. Whoa so that was fun um, so no mackerel no mackerel no that's pickerel. A
0: callback <laughs> <laughs> what i mean is pickerel
1: <laughs> yes um, the only thing unfortunate is that there's a fire ban because yeah. of the forest fire situation so we couldn't have campfires we had mm-hmm. to cook by stove mm-hmm. um, and you know we we thought we were eating a lot but you know both of us lost weight <laughs> so that's
0: well, also, I think you weren't eating carbs, very many carbs, correct?
1: We brought in some hamburger buns, okay. one package of hamburger buns, but they were gone by day two. <laughs> uh, and after that, <laughs> probably I made tasted fr- really good. <laughs> I made fry bread one night. Oh, okay. Um, we had rice. We had pasta. Okay. Made some fish. Uh, we had things like uh, kielbasa.
0: Which yummy. keeps
1: because it's smoked, would smoke yeah. It, it yeah. for quite a while. How'd your uh, mushrooms
0: and dried meat go? Um,
1: you know, that was fine. I use them in things like uh, soup. You yeah. add them to some um, factory ramen and you add some vegetables and mm. um, some sausage and all that stuff. And you have a really hearty soup. Yeah. Also, with the pasta, we also had pre cooked bacon. Oh, tell me. We cook bacon, you can buy it at your no
0: frills. That's right. Or at can. your piggly
1: wiggly. I'm sure they're in Chicago.
0: Yeah, and uh, that would have make breakfast fast, right?
1: That's right. Well, what you do is you toss it in a pan to crisp it up. Yeah. But this stuff is sold in the grocery store without refrigeration, vacuum sealed.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't know mm-hmm.
1: what the shelf life is. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe it has some kind of miracle chemicals. <laughs> oh. dosed I have no idea. I chose not to check that. Uh, and uh, I'm also guessing it was a vacuum pack. Yeah, it was vacuum yeah. packed for sure. Uh, And so you just put it in a pan and um, crisp it up. One day we made scrambled eggs out of powdered eggs, which were, um, which were food. Yeah. I would call them food.
0: Yeah. Single cell organism like the matrix. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like
1: that. they were kind of weird and the dried scallop potatoes were also kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, But you know, you're in there for six days and um, we got, we got by food wise pretty good right
0: good stuff and what about your trip home didn't that just kind of nature kick you right out
1: oh my goodness yes (laughs) and we we knew that we knew that a um a thunderstorm was coming Mm -hmm. because um east texas red has this satellite device (laughs) um, which gives you daily weather and allows you to text so i was able to text Sheila from the woods, just Good. to say uh, reporting in from Debo Lake um everything's well here. We'll see you in a few days right um, so as well, it has an sos button and it's monitored. so he has a device and he paid for a month of the monitoring mm-hmm. so that um if let's say one of us broke a leg on a portage mm-hmm. uh, we could press the sos button and like uh, how the one of us I think we all know who it might have been. <laughs> Of course it would have been me. Thank you. The more out of shape of the two 60-year-old out of shape guys. So um Stop it. <laughs> if we SOS um and they couldn't reach us by text, they would mm. send help. Right. So that's a a really good feature to have, mm-hmm, I think,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and note to self: I don't want to go anywhere where I have to use that feature. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there is that. I mean, well, it really was it's
0: pretty nice to be away from literally in wilderness.
1: Yes, very much in wilderness, I mean, and in a way, it was a it was a test for us. Yeah, you know, we did this on the sand river maybe 15 years ago wow uh, it was the last time we did a canoe trip like this wow. i had no idea it was that long ago because i'm you know like right. billy pilgrim kind of unstuck mm-hmm. in time
0: sure and
1: so it goes yes <laughs> so um sorry i lost my train of thought. <laughs>
0: so you had done it 15 years ago you was yes, sort had, of a test for you to go out this time to yes, so go and try it
1: again and see if we right. could still handle it so we really yeah. learned what our limits were and this this trip was about i would say as hard as i would want to do oh god for sure yeah and it really i had to really push myself there was a lot of sweat labor um but it was it was good sweat labor it wasn't oh my god i can't do this
0: right 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 pretty cool so that's so that's so my you, week. When you left the
1: campsite, you knew a storm was coming. Because oh yes, yeah. so the, the, the storm was coming. We knew thing. from the south. Sa- that's how I started the story yeah, yeah. because of the yeah. satellite. I'm here for you. Thank you. So uh, we knew there was going to be a storm coming, so we wanted to get very as close as we could to the put in, mm-hmm. and we had eyed a certain campsite, and we got there, and wouldn't you know it, there was another party on that campsite. Oh really. So there, at this part of the river, there weren't very many campsites. So we canoed and canoed looking for one. And finally, we found one on a scraggly little island where there was barely enough room to set up camp. Mm. And it was only about three hours and one portage away <laughs> from getting to the car. And that night, round maybe around about midnight, a thunderstorm started. Okay. And it was bad it was like a light show and lightning all night and the rain was really really hard um I have a question yes
0: how did your um bear taco hold up in the rain
1: well it held up very well except that on this particular night I should have batten the hatches down Mm. and I should have had the fly secured to the ground and instead I had the fly secured about a quarter way up a tree you know, like three or four feet up a tree. Just so okay. you get more air in. It's sure. nice. Well, when the thunderstorm started and the rain came down hard, it wasn't enough of a slope to expel all of the water. So it started pooling in my tarp. Oh, no. And I, it started so much started pooling in my tarp that I woke up feeling pressure on me. Because the fly oh. was pushing oh. in on my little cocoon. Yeah. So I had to. Open my zipper and sit up, and I had to use all my mic to push all this water off. (laughs) uh, off, Yeah, off the fly and and off to the side. And then I had to put on my raincoat and go out in the rainstorm and batten down those hatches a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, Um, shit. So, aside from that, which you could call user error. Okay. um, Okay. uh, Aside from that, it kept me perfectly warm. Good. But it is really disconcerting when you're just this little cocoon floating between trees and there's thunder and lightning mm. all around you and the rain is mm. pounding down. It shows you how tiny we really are Right in this sure. universe.
0: Did, did that feel good feeling tiny like that? Do you, you recommend well, it? It did and it didn't. Because you know, you know what, you, what you could do next is you could, um, you know, go on a K5 or something and hang off the side of it in your little... Sleeping tent. <laughs> you know those climbers that sleep. I, in a little Yes, I know,
1: but I, I think that they I have never really, sleep in that. I have found my limit in terms of hard work on a okay. camping trip, and this is okay. this is really about it. It's about yeah. right. Yeah. I would do a trip like this again without question. Okay, but if you said double the portages, no. Uh, and interestingly enough, the trip we had planned um, in Quetico had twenty-two portages. <sighs> so Ooh. we would have worked so harder that's 44
0: and, there and back would that be 44 there and back no was 22, it 22 total there and back. so
1: we okay. did 12 total uh it would have been 22 total 10 more portages that would oh, have wow. been a lot more portages and well, oh, as God. well a lot more miles to paddle yeah so yeah. it would have been uh, uh more difficult yeah
0: oh.
1: so um around morning the yeah. thunder and lightning stopped and from our Mike Cocoon and Mike's our East Texas
0: Reds tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, <laughs> we'll get it one of these days. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, East Texas red. <laughs> um, I'll try to put a car crash over those. No, I won't.
1: <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, we decided we would, even though it was still pouring rain, mm-hmm. we would canoe out because it was only three hours. Okay. And we did that. We got to the we got to the car soaking wet, mm-hmm. drenched we drove into atticoken which is about 40 minute drive soaking wet went into the donut shop soaking wet to buy sandwiches <laughs> I and mean, soaking wet plus we were, must have been pretty right i mean we were probably a real mess they must have thought oh these boys have been out canoeing mm-hmm. and uh then we we had a reservation at um a really nice place um a lodge and outfitters called um I'm going to give them a plug called Camp Aquatico and it they really cater especially to um like American plan you know for a lot of tourists from the the south who come up fishing where they have boats and guides and depth finders and lunches and full meals and all of that so we had booked a night at at this place We also um, rented our canoe from them and stayed there a night before we went into the bush. Mm -hmm. And then we had arranged for staying there um, the night we got out, plus uh, dinner and breakfast Mm -hmm. the next morning. Delicious. So we were going to go out with a little bit of luxury. Yeah. I can tell you if you ever are in Northwest Ontario and want to find a place that really spoils you, I'm going to recommend Camp Quetico. Barry and Tammy, they're really great. She's a fabulous cook. We had this wonderful roast beef dinner with uh, a spinach salad and home-baked pie with ice cream for dessert. And I can tell you after my cooking, Mm. a week in the woods with (laughs) limited uh, supplies available, it was amazing. It was really amazing.
0: You're too hard on yourself. I know you're a damn good cook, but that's great stuff. Um, yeah, it must have felt so good to be cozy and fed yes. and, and we, sit when at the we, table.
1: We pulled in and we we got out of our, our car to take the canoe off for right. them. And um, <laughs> Tammy stepped outside and said, um, same room, boys. It's ready for you. It looks like you need a hot shower. See you <laughs> hint, at 6.30 <laughs> for dinner. That's the kind of place it was. It's I like, love it. Oh, Yes, we're going to be spoiled now. Oh my God. I'm 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 going to run for service. Oh, Tammy were great.
0: Did you tell them to listen to
1: our podcast? Oh, you know, I (laughs) didn't actually. Maybe we'll Uh, send them a note. um, We, we met also, we met a couple from Pennsylvania um, named uh, Bob and Linda. Bob and Linda. Linda. Oh, yes. If they're listening out there, um, the nicest people these guys they're retired from various workings he was um he did uh uh what do you call it like a game warden kind of job
0: okay ranger. Um,
1: That that sort of job. Yes. Um, Plus, he was a photographer, and they both writers and photographers and sold their work to outdoors magazines Mm. for years. And they live in Pennsylvania and know some of the places that we've gone fishing and recommended others. So we made friends with a couple from Pennsylvania, which was really nice. these are people who could charm the tail off a rat and they could, they could talk you up for a whole evening. And it's, <laughs> they're great people. I really, really enjoyed them. And if we go down there again, for sure, we'll be giving them a call.
0: Cool. Well, I'm glad to have you back. I missed you. It seemed like a really long time and it's great to hear all these stories. Do you, I hope we have some exclusive photos for um, Instagram. I'm hoping more people will come to our Instagram page and, Um, If you're listening, please like our Instagram page or follow us and share content from us. And I also started a TikTok page. I have really pretty much lame content on there because I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm working on it. So um, that's cool. That's cool, Eugene. What a great trip you have. You've
1: you've gone to the dark side. I have
0: gone to the dark side. One of our listeners and guests really convinced me that I needed to go on TikTok for marketing. And I went, okay, I'll try um, what is pretty cool on there is I did say, share some Banksy stuff because I went to see Banksy. You met Banksy? I did not meet him. There's a Banksy show on tour. Okay. And it's funny, I may have mentioned it before. That so I Banksy wasn't... Is
1: like Banksy is, is like getting involved with art galleries now?
0: Well, no. And Come I on, he should at shared least shared leave the you. art
1: galleries to everybody else.
0: I know. I believe I if shared with If it's a he or your...
1: she or they or whatever. Yes.
0: I, I believe I shared some dubious feelings that I was not going to go to the Banksy show, I was aware of it coming. And I went to his web page, and he said he was not involved, act accordingly. So I took that to mean, oh, don't go. So I wasn't going to go. Well, I was gifted two VIP tickets to Banksy. And I could, and I'm very grateful for it. Thank you very much, uh, Monica, for sharing that. And so off we went one night, Stag and I all dolled up on a hot, hot summer night to a lineup that went right around blocks. I mean, there was tons of people going and we got to go ahead in our lineup. So we were super bougie. And when I got there, oh, I was because really, you had
1: the VIP passes.
0: I know. And so I talked to the people. I said, listen, I'm really dubious about going to the show. Can you tell me something about it? As soon as we get inside, they said, yeah, well, look at this information. It was all work that Banksy had show, sh- sold to private collectors. I see. It was. I had the impression it was the gallery owners had stolen off the street. You know, we saw that in the movie um, Banksy Does New York. I think where gallery people were going and stealing the art that he put <laughs> That's too in funny. the city. Yes, I think they're taking bricks off the wall and dismantling oh, that is things. Funny. Or he would put some. Oh, you got to see Banksy Does New York. What a great movie. Oh Yeah. Yeah, fantastic documentary. He does a thirty-one day residency in New York City, or she does. Dave gets upset when I say it's she. So um, she does this great um, residency in New York City. Anyway, so I guess she has sold her artwork um, privately to fund her um, political and and street illegal activities all these years, which makes right. sense. And and sold quite a bit by the looks of it because there were numbered lithographs, numbered stencils, and some of them were five or six hundred, and they were numbered, you know, thirty-four or seventy-eight or something. Some of the numbers were covered up. So it turned out that I was so glad I went to the show. It was absolutely fantastic and inspiring. Banksy is I, one of my favorite artists.
1: I just want to say that it's, it's yeah. similar to what, what Christo did doing drawings to fund uh-huh. his projects, right? Correct. Exactly. Similar business model. Right.
0: We need to figure out how to do that, Eugene. Sell uh, drawings yeah. to uh, fund our other projects. Or anything. Or anything, <laughs> for that matter. <laughs> sell anything. I'll sell a drawing. I'll sell a notepaper. Um, yeah, so it turned out a really fantastic show. I loved it. It was beautifully put together. It was pretty cool. Um, we didn't get the headsets because we already know everything about Banksy. So we didn't need that because we're professional artists. And then we met some other people. And I was hoping they were going to come on the podcast. Um, they never contacted us. They could have been just really polite. But I was like, you've got to come on the podcast. They had the same feeling as me, they felt really nervous about it and we um, were reluctant to go to the show. She got her, but she had gotten him a gift for his birthday. So he's a street artist, artist in Chicago. And uh, so we kind of chatted with them afterwards. There was a VIP lounge because <laughs> <laughs> we were just that fancy. And um, they made some good points. Um, there were some, in the, um, after you leave the Banksy show, they had artwork from local artists, but they only had three artists. I thought, oh my God, you could have done 20. You could have had the rest of the floor. Of different artists in chicago so that was a little bit like i'm not sure where they made the decision sure and um none of us had heard of them so that was kind of interesting too that we didn't we didn't know who these artists were now i, I did take some photos and i'll i'll share and maybe lots of people know them uh, their art was was it was it was good um i guess i just wish there was a lot more people shared out there um the banksy show was great i did take a lot of photos and i would share them on facebook
1: Okay. Hey, I wanted to ask you what you thought of another show. And I I don't know if it's come to your town. It's here, but I'm not going to see it. Okay. That's this exhibition that's traveling around featuring expanded interpretations of the work of Vincent van Gogh.
0: We've talked about it on the show before, and I said, I'm not interested. Um, That's not my thing. I know it's called immersive and they they project the paintings up on the wall i've I've heard of people who just love it they had fun times it's outside uh they went as a family activity yeah. especially it's, during it's COVID. bothering
1: me because I'm seeing and i and I recognize now that yes we did talk about it some um, yeah. it's here now and I'm okay. seeing people some people now on Facebook talk about how they've gone to see it and how wonderful it is they love and, it so that's
0: uh, fine
1: and so it's it's kind of bugging me because I really dislike the whole idea I know.
0: I know there's something going, I, I, you know, I know it was very popular here. People loved it. I think part of it was the pandemic it was so great to be outside and do something. Sure. I think people are hungry to see art. Um, yeah, I'd like not, to ask our not listeners, not what, what do
1: you think? Uh, the agency.podcast at gmail.com. Would you go see this kind of immersive Van Gogh mm-hmm. uh, thing? Um, would you go to one, one of these immersive experiences, if it was an artist who was making it up? as opposed to about using the work of an artist from a previous century. right? Um, So I'd like to know what you think about that.
0: If you got an opinion, would you like to share it? Thank you. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Um, I guess, what was I thinking on on that terms? Well, something along that line is, is there an estate for Van Gogh? And does that estate get credit or does it go back into, um, where does the money go from, from producing that? And I guess I wondered that about Banksy too because a very, um, it's a Canadian company that produced the Banksy show they produced a lot of um, interesting projects um, called Starvox. star Starbox. and um, you yeah, know where does the money for then go go does it get donated is it for artist supplies wouldn't that be cool if it went back to art schools yeah, or something then i, you know, I, I have I heard
1: anything i would feel it that. was
0: more interesting um we just watched a fantastic netflix documentary called um about bob ross and this thing is blown up uh, because yeah now it's called happy accidents greed and betrayal so it's not so happy movie in fact i was crying my eyes out you know that's to be expected i Tell am all big, about it i'm a big, I fan, really of Ross. I am a big fan of brawl bros and you're gonna love this movie i, I don't want to kind of ruin it for anybody because everyone should watch it on netflix but what happened was somehow the cia is involved somehow other people got involved in his pbs production and the, the CIA was
1: involved with the production. Yeah, a
0: former guy called Kowalski was in the CIA and partnered up with Bob Ross, and they kind of produced the show and some of his artwork. And then they produced paintings. We're talking about Bob Ross, who does the cheesy landscape paintings on public TV. Absolutely, he's and like CIA. A, He's like the original ASMR, right? Because you listen to him, he talks, he makes you feel good. You watch yes. the painting oh, I just want to, no one can make a mistake. We're just going to paint a little tree, a little forest.
1: You you paint your world, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know, I'll tell you, on times when I was very depressed, you can watch him happy or depressed, but he does really help you when you're not feeling good or lonely. It really did feel good to be watching Bob Ross. So then they, um, you know, speaking of extending it to an immersive experience, they made merch. And that merch, when he got ill, The company started to fracture, and the Kowalskis got everything. And Bob tried to get other ways to leave it to his son.
1: The the CIA
0: guy got the money. Yep, yep. They still have it. Um, His son did not get any of the proceeds or any of the um, income. And you find out how this could have happened. They go through a lot of things. There's a little bit of sex. There's a little bit of naughtiness. Oh, I can't imagine
1: Bob Ross' sex.
0: I guess he, you know... Oh my god, the funniest part was that he told his son that um, when he got his perm, he had some good cracks. He called, um, what did he call it? Um, <laughs> oh shit, I gotta remember it. I can't remember. Um, tightening up the, the springs. <laughs> 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 I can tighten the springs when he got his perm. There's so many delightful things because Rob Ross was personality plus and he was a fascinating person. And this is a whole spectrum from the 1980s all the way till now. And his son does take the company to court. And um, I thought there was no way this was coming out the other side. And I the stress I started feeling uh, was pretty tense. And then you just start to see some really some wisdom comes out of this. It was pretty cool. In the meantime, boycott any Bob Ross products. Um, Don't buy his oil paint, the oil paint under his name, don't buy mugs, don't buy Anything made by it because right now um, that is going to people who don't have anything to do with his family that were wow. former partners. Yeah, it's fascinating. I and have I've no noticed, idea. Yeah, I noticed on the internet that um, people, fans are boycotting. They're, they're mentioning, let's not buy, don't get anything until this gets settled. And I'm really curious. I have a feeling this Netflix special will, special, listen to me calling it a special, this Netflix documentary will change um something and it's right up there with things we've talked about in the music business and galleries i mean it's got it all in there it's a really great documentary well i can't wait i want to watch it as soon as possible oh you have to watch it as soon as possible and i I don't think i've ruined too much i've been busy while you were gone and while you were still in town and while we were making our podcast i went to iowa i went to iowa back and forth three times
1: (laughs) wow why because you love our friends in
0: Iowa yes I love our friends in Iowa I love the drive to Iowa I've fallen in love with um or uh, in obsession with two little towns that I kept passing because I went on a new route um that goes across the Mississippi you go into this town Clinton across the Mississippi and then you're in Clinton Iowa that has this company called ADM and I had to go look them up and it's I think it's Archer Damon uh, manufacturing and they're a super controversial company but they've they've created like $200 million worth of spending and funds in this town. It's a town that looks a little bit quiet. It's a, a small city, really. And um, so I, I kind of toured around there. There's a music store and it was kind of cool, but we really liked this one place we drove through called Clarence, Iowa. And you see that I went back back and forth six times like you in a portage. And um, we found a hound dog rock shop in Clarence, iowa and i thought it was a music store so i went (laughs) (laughs) i went on on, on, online to see what time their hours were and i realized oh it's not a music store it's a rock store like rocks like shoes so we stopped staying and i stopped in and and we talked to the woman who owned it you're going to love this they decided late in life if you will according to the society that they were going to when they were they were They retired. She was a hairstylist and he was a real estate agent. And they always had this thing. They loved geodes and rocks and metaphysical property and in stones. And they opened up this store.
1: So they were going to go all into the rock business. All
0: into the rock business. And on their website, they say, no, we don't sell online. We like to see our customers. So I was already super intrigued when we pulled up. Anyway, they were the nicest and we got some nice, I got some amethyst. I got a, a little, uh, light that you light up and it lights through the courts it's really cool and i asked her if she'd be on the podcast and she said she would so that's a potential future guest excellent yeah and oh i've lined up a lot of guests so we've got we're going to be very busy oh my!
1: you go away for a week i know you go away for a week and all of a sudden
0: candy (laughs) bigs goes crazy well you know what else happened in iowa is um our friend susan's daughter reads palms, and she is extremely good and psychic at it. I mean, I think she'll probably kill me for saying that. Because when she said she would look at my hands and give me a reading, I said, please don't tell me if I'm gonna die in two weeks. And she goes, that's not what palm reading is. It's really more about your persona or kind of how you move through the world, for lack of a better way to say it. So she gave me a little reading and it was really cool, Eugene. So right away, you hold your hands up, not like you know, in the movies, you hold them kind of palm up to the ceiling. And they touch right. them and look at it. She didn't do any of that. You have to hold them up facing her. Of course.
1: Um, so she can see them.
0: So she can see them standing up like they might be if they were printed. And I think she does do ink readings. Um, she um, uses forensic paper and will give you an ink pressing with your reading. Um, and I really going to recommend her. So her, she's
1: got like, she does the experience plus the merch.
0: Yeah, but it's not merch. It's it's um, working it's merch. merch. Because I mean, it's merch. It's merch, but it's working merch because it's yeah. your hand. And, yes, of um, course, but that's the business model, right? Well, that's you, true. You it's not the, a bad idea at all. It's
1: like it's like those apps that have in-app purchases. That's right. So you and get the basics in the app. We
0: have mugs, so we you know we've got. I'm not got criticizing
1: our it. I'm just pointing <laughs> out the business model.
0: <laughs> and, and in fact, Madison has one of our mugs. We gave her some. Uh, Steve gave her some mugs, and then I gave Steve some new mugs. Excellent. So the first thing she said is, "Wow, your thumbs. Okay, you're very willful. You go your own way. Of course, I laughed. I said, oh, my husband will.'" Um, We'll back that up, no problem. Um, something else she said, I'll just tell you briefly, because I'm, I'm going to kind of murder her reading, but she said, my pointy finger on my left hand um, veers away from my hand, and um, that means I kind of go in unique directions in life. Then the pinky, you know, I've, I've told you about my pinky. It, it, I broke it one time, horseback riding, and the doctor, when they were fixing it or putting it into a cast said, oh, can I bring all the other doctors to see your freaky little baby finger? Because you haven't grown it since you were 10. And I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. So uh, it turns out that in Korea and different palm traditions, like palmistry um, and line reading, is that the pinky finger has a lot of um, insight. Uh, so yeah. I yeah, it's pretty cool. So she said that my unusually small pinky finger means that I live in a dream world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said, you could have just asked me. I know.
0: And that I have difficulty communicating that dream world. <laughs> um, she said, I was pretty shy, but I do like people. I need to be by myself a lot. Well, and that's said, an interesting insight
1: because in a way you're shy and gregarious at the same time.
0: Yes. Yes. That's very true. And um, I, you know, they say the difference between an introvert and an extrovert is an extrovert goes out, goes home and feels invigorated. An introvert goes out, does the same things, goes home and feels tired. Like I leave it on the dance floor. But I, I do like being by myself, and I, I try to be by myself every day for about three or four hours. <laughs> I really do like it. Uh, what else did she say here? Um, well, she said I'm social. Oh, okay. So there's a little peak that happens on my fingers, like a little triangle pyramid. She said that's empathy. It's on eight of my fingers. Hmm. Kind of cool, huh? Um I thought I was a cold heartless bitch, but apparently I'm quite empathetic. No, I think mean, you're very, <laughs> you're very, em- is it empathetic
1: or empathic?
0: I don't What's know. I don't know. I think it's empathetic. I don't think it's empathic. That's a made up word. I think to say that you're sort of psychic, that's like from uh, oh, Star, okay. Star Trek or something. And, and that's not a problem. I, I'm okay with that term. But that's not really what I mean. Anyway, that's true because I do have a big wall around me because I do feel like, you know, I can feel things take on people's emotions and stuff. And listen, I cried in the Bob Ross movie. So we, we know that. Anyway, that was really cool. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, and her name on Instagram is Truth Amplified. And she also agreed to an interview to join us on the podcast. Great. So I think that's going to be really cool. And maybe she'll do a reading for you.
1: I'd have to, I guess, send a photo.
0: I wondered. Yeah, you can send a photo. Well She'll, she'll have some advice and maybe hold your hands up on a Zoom or something because she does do Zoom readings. Because of the pandemic. Okay, so, so I thought way, super cool. So we cool. find her online at, at Truth Amplified? Yeah. Okay. And it might be hashtag Truth Amplified. Try either one. Okay, and that's, that's on, on Instagram. Instagram. That's on Instagram. Okay. And um, you know, on the same trip, or in you know, amongst it, I wanted to interview Steve for my documentary. I've interviewed Steve in 2008 when we got married. We had a Chicago party after we were in Vegas. And Steve drove out from Iowa. And at that time, I, I filmed him about online experiences and how he felt so i wanted to kind of revisit that well he had this great article in harper's magazine which we um decided to talk about a little bit and i'm going to recommend it for people here and i'm going to quote from it on my podcast on my documentary because it's super relevant um how we got social media fake news wrong And one of the primary things that this writer says, and I should have written down their name. I totally forgot. (laughs) Forgot to do that. I was trying to remember all the things I wanted to talk to you about, Eugene. Um, He says how Facebook, when it came out that the Russians had manipulated Facebook, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and etc. came out and said, "Oh no, no, no! They we that we're not capable of that because they didn't want to be sued." The problem was you can't suck and blow at the same time, because I thought you were able to sell your advertisers, that you can monitor what people are doing. So he made a great point that um, Facebook really hadn't been able to deal with that, that they couldn't say that they didn't allow um, manipulation on their on their on their app, because their whole thing to sell advertisement is that you can predict your, um, we can fine tune where your customers are because of the algorithms, right? um and this article turned out that maybe the whole social media thing wasn't so bad after all i highly recommend it it's last month's um um issue of harper's the paywall will be down now so anyone can read it i'll share it on facebook and i was gonna what i was just waiting for the paywall to come down be so i could send it to you it was super cool
1: that sounds really interesting so you've had uh, an event full time oh i really have back and forth to iowa i
0: really have And um, I'm also hoping Sarah said she might come on and talk about Amanda Knox and Stillwater with us because I haven't watched Stillwater yet I'm about to watch it this week, but I started watching the Amanda Knox thing on on Netflix. And immediately I had this terrible feeling come over me every time she talks so it's just the weirdest thing I don't you know what um, on my TV show um, Lieutenant Kenda. He said that cops do this thing and they write on a file when they they got somebody, it's a suspect and they're interviewing someone or a witness and they write JDLR on the file. And that stands for just doesn't look right. And it it doesn't do anything. It doesn't change the case. They can't take it further. But let's say that person comes into the, the, um, the focus of a police investigation in the future. Somebody has written JDLR. That's all they can say was that they didn't have any just their instinct this right just yeah. didn't something's look right. wrong with this picture something's wrong with this picture and that's how I feel when I hear Amanda Knox talk um so I've been trying to get back into that and watch it a couple of times then my other piece of news I'm babbling too much now we've just taken a turn each of us talking a lot though <laughs> yes and that's
1: okay well we've been away from this for a couple of weeks I so
0: I know what else what did you do when you got home last night had pizza was that good
1: Yes, it was. We did ordered. You make it, or did cake. you? Oh, you
0: went out. Oh, no,
1: we we uh, we ordered it from our local pizza joint, and plug it. Um,
0: plug
1: it. It was from um, Il Paisano Pizza in Long Branch, mm. in the in the southwest corner of the uh, city of Toronto. Beautiful Toronto, and it's our it's our uh, our usual. Um, Kind of regular pizza joint. We also have another pizza joint called 850 Degrees, which is more of your <laughs> shishi high-end uh-huh. uh wood fire pizza pizza joint. And Yummy. we like them both. And so we yeah. we get from both of them. Um so this one was from uh from, from uh Yo Paisano pizza on uh, Brown's line. Yummy. And um and then I uh, unpacked and you know Mike and I both wanted to shower. Have a hot shower and yeah. i unpacked and everything and then we we uh we watched a a, a couple of episodes of a series that Sheila found on Britbox Ooh. called New Blood it was from 2016 and it's about big pharma and mind control and there's a police investigation and a guy who's trying to be a detective and then there's another young guy and he seems to be in some kind of intelligence service and they keep bumping into each other even though they're on different investigations and they realize that it's all related to this big pharma mind control thing it's it's very well done it's funny and interesting it doesn't seem like it should be funny but there are parts of it that are are quite funny Uh, they add a, add humor to it and very, uh, contemporary edits, like fast edits with sound effects going on almost like a music video edits. Right. Uh, so it's, we just watched a couple of them. I don't know anything really about it. Sheila had it on. We were watching it. Um, it's kind of fun. And, um, then went to bed early because uh, nice. uh, East Texas Red had to take off early this morning.
0: <laughs> oh fun to get oh, that's back. That's
1: good. To that was smart. He rested. So another that's four a hour long drive. drive.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. He took a break. Oh, another four-hour drive. Wow. Sheesh. Cool. Um,
1: and uh we should report to um to our listeners that yeah. we both started to read uh The Big Picture by yes, Sean Carroll, yes, which was recommended to us. Um by one of our listeners. Yep, Megan, thank by you. Megan. Mm-hmm. And um uh, I've got probably a quarter through well on mm-hmm. the uh the canoe trip on times when we were relaxing. Um and I can tell you that when you're out there feeling already like you're tiny <laughs> and you start <laughs> reading the first part of this book which which covers uh, much of the history of what we call physics yes and the ideas that um, or have been espoused in, um, through different times and different different scientists mm-hmm. um, it really added to that feeling that we're a speck in the universe uh, so i'm very yeah. interested to see where sean carroll goes with this mm-hmm. um, and is he giving us like all this background it's i i have a feeling it's the background about the nature of reality from a physics standpoint is also going to
0: be the basis of his philosophy. Absolutely. I, I feel that too. And um, there's a common thread. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm over halfway. And um, I immediately was struck that I felt that he was a white Christian male writing and, or former Christian, former Christian, I should say. That is um, very interesting. Oh, I felt it right away because, and it's not a bad thing at all. It's just I've read I've read a lot of physics books and I I do love all the physics. This is the, like a memoir, a memoir of his study of physics and the his the history he's taken in of, of it. So it is a big picture because it's kind of going over top of all that. It's not yes. all of and, science. And he's
1: also he's also selling um a notion that he introduces early in the book, yes. which he calls poetic naturalism. Right,
0: right, right. Exactly. So that is his. um, And so what, of course, that reminds me of Dennett and Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens. He has a similar tone that the very famous atheists have and who are former Christians. You know, um, there's there's any every atheist is a former Christian Mm -hmm. Um, and you're not. Whereas in Buddhism, like we don't believe in God. I wasn't raised to believe in God. I mean, I still took LSD with my friend Jenny because someone told us we would experience God and God damn it, they were right. <laughs> and so I know what God is and I've experienced it, but I don't believe in God. And, and if there is a God or there isn't a God, that's not my concern. It has nothing to do with my life because I figure, well, if there is a God, I, it's not my problem. It's not, I, I'm I'm living a good life. I'm trying to be you know, an ethical person or whatever. And I also don't even think that matters. I'm not looking for a gold star. I just think that leaving, that the notion of God or not God is just not a Buddhist thing because in Buddhism, you are looking at a different philosophy to to deal with the reality that uh, life is suffering. It's uncomfortable, you want to meditate and uh, and answer your questions that way rather than defer to something. And in my world, I'm more about having hundreds of gods. It's not that there's one God, there's like jillions of gods. I, I'm, I'm interested in them all. <laughs> so sure. anyway, I am really fascinated by the book. Um, I do understand that he's, my impression is he's probably putting forward with poetic um, naturalism that a, a way of looking at atheism and that's fine. I mean, it, he's he's a really good writer. It's, it's a good pace. The physics are easy to understand when he writes it. Yes. I think it's very well written.
1: Yes, and, but it is also fairly dense. There's a lot of ideas yeah. layered on top of one another. And I found I had to slow down reading it because retaining... All of the concepts. Mm-hmm. There's only so much I can take in in my little brain at a time, <laughs> um, and he covers centuries of physics. I know
0: he does. He really does. And, and some many of ideas, and, yeah.
1: and some ideas he covers in more detail than others. And in some cases, he'll use very straightforward descriptions and comparisons and analogies mm-hmm. that are, make it easy to understand. And then he'll have a sentence or two where that's loaded and you yeah. have to stop
0: and say oh what,
1: yeah. what, what is he
0: saying there yeah, what for, that sure, mean? for sure it is a great compendium for sure you know what it reminds me of um steven jay gould had the history of paleontology and i remember i took it to work at strategers and dr k saw me reading this he goes what the fuck are you an atheist now <laughs> 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 so hi dr k but hi dr um, k that that, and that was years ago but that it had it was so di- i mean this book the the steven jay gould book was i don't know what the more than a thousand pages I think I I don't know I don't have that copy anymore not that I needed to read it over and over but yeah fascinating it's so fun to see something put into a book that you can kind of hold and travel through you know um the history of a topic like the history of salt or the history of numbers I love that stuff so it is a lot of fun it's
1: very interesting too and um, I'm going to keep plotting through it, me but it'll too. be a couple of weeks before I'm ready to All right. to get my thoughts about it together and yeah. um, talk about yeah. it coherently. So
0: we're, yeah, we're looking at the end of September, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me too. Um, you know what? We're um, we've got a local bar down the street, and um, it turns out that they've been having a couple of art shows. And so, stay on September 19th is going to have a table with some small pieces, and then he and I are both going to show some art on October 31st.
1: Can you give the address? Because we I know we have some listeners in Chicago.
0: Yeah, I should have looked that up too. <laughs> it's Martin's Corner Bar, and I will find the address. Maybe uh, stay busy over there. I'll put it by the end of the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, you can put it on the Facebook site. But if you... Well, if I'm going to mention it every find week. The bar.
0: I'm going to mention it every week. It's at okay. 2053 West 22nd Place. So there you go, in Pilsen. So I, I'm going to mention it every week, and I'll share something. And then we're, I think we're going to make a flyer... Or, put something on our Instagram and Facebook page. Um, we're meeting the organizer this week to just sort of see what what we could do to help contribute to it. And he said, it's been pretty busy. So um, Steg and I are pretty excited. Now, my problem is though, you know, my paintings are pretty big. I might only be able to put one painting in because there's not a lot of wall space. <laughs> right, well, that's okay. But Hey, I'm excited. Oh, My friend is moving to Tennessee friend of ours. And so I've been helping pack. And one of her roommates has gifted us, you're never going to believe this, with some DVDs. And of these DVDs, we probably have 80 criterion DVDs. Wow. So I will bring some with me when we work our way through them for you and Sheila. But this is insane. I'm, I'm kind of blown away. I could hardly even look at them last night when we got home. But As you're saying like,
1: this, I'm thinking, content.
0: Content, that's right. I also want to work through the list of the BFI's top 100 films too, though, or at least some of them with you. Okay. Um, so there we go. So I pull out this one. I'm really excited. It's Louis Bunuel, The Milky Way. And I pulled that mm. off the shelf right away because The Milky Way is the, um, is the pilgrimage that I've mentioned many times that I'm kind of obsessed with. in between spain and france so i'm like oh my god i can't believe this so i was like stay i I can't wait it's like christmas morning or or halloween or something i'm so excited let's open up our goodie bag um so we get out milky way and i'm opening it up and then steak passes me the remotes can we find the remote to the dvd player (laughs) no we tore the house apart That is tore it apart apart two hours Yeah, still didn't find it. Have no clue where it is. And well, I can tell you
1: where it is. Yeah, I have things there too. It's in (laughs) yeah. Just you can't see it, but there's a parallel universe where where Spock has a goatee and is evil, and that's where all the things stay that you can't find. And when you least expect it, when you least expect it, those mischievous folks (laughs) over on the other side they push them back because one day you'll go oh it's here i should have seen this
0: ages ago i know and i feel like it's going to show up in a place that's going to be i must and then i was like okay stay i have to remember the last dvd we watched and finally i went into the dvd cupboard and i saw maholland drive right there and i went okay good that could narrow it down so i thought maybe i dropped it in the cupboard with the the dvds no nothing i did all my best deductions and i could not find it. Is it with your laundry no, you know what I think might have happened. My my new theory is that I had it on the little I have this little TV table beside my chair and I may have put it on there, filled it up with crap as I am wont to do with all my books and papers and notes, and maybe it, it knocked off into the wastebasket underneath. That's what I think may have happened. And um, you know, moving on. And you cannot play the DVD. I can get it in, I can turn the power on, I can open the drawer, you know, the slot, but it, there's no play button on the um basic dvd player oh, because funny. that would make too much sense <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you may end up having to get a new uh,
0: yes yes takes like we'll order a new remote and i'm like yeah right okay honey i'll order a new remote i'm like yes, guess i'm going to target getting a new dvd player with our massive we must have 80 criterion dvds wow we've got eight and a half by fleeney i mean it's just um these might have been good to have at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> no, we have so much to watch now. We've got content. Excellent. Yeah. I can see us next time we're in Toronto. We're going to pull out a bunch of movies, make some snacks. I'm pretty excited about The Many Saints of Newark, the prequel to The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. I'm I'd in, love to see losing that. my shit. I think you it's about it two more out? weeks. I think a week yeah. or two. There's also Rick James documentary out there somewhere really yeah that'd be
1: very interesting right
0: yeah right rick james
1: it might even have uh neil young in it too <laughs> i don't even know what that means uh rick 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 james and neil young played together
0: oh see i didn't know that yeah speaking of playing together there's a great another great thing out there i don't know where we watched it last night but count me in about drummers there's a really really fun mi- documentary about an hour and a half So we watched that to kind of console ourselves that we didn't watch the Louis Mm though. Well, you'll get to it.
1: Yeah. On that note, we want to thank our listeners for, uh, for listening. Thank you. We appreciate that you keep on coming back. And if you have any uh, ideas about the show, comments, feedback, well, even complaints if you must. Yeah. Um uh and uh suggestions for future episodes, yeah. uh please email us at the uh, theagency.podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Even and if really, you just want to email and say hi.
0: And please follow us on Instagram. And and I'm on TikTok. We're on TikTok now. Tick, I'm the TikTok,
1: the dark side. I the can't agency even tell you. has found the dark side.
0: I, I have no idea how to look at other people's content on TikTok. It's a complete mystery to me. So
1: <laughs> we'll have to ask our friend
0: Steven, I tried suggested to suggested you my co- young coworkers, and they're like, "Yeah, I want to." Then I'm just too embarrassed, so I could change the subject. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to ask Steve. And we'll be back at you next week. All right. Talk you soon. Bye. All right.